Hey, good morning, everybody. Everybody say good morning. Hey, how many of you know we uh, we like to do things a little bit different here this morning? So, um, uh, first of all, I wanna I, I wanna talk a little bit about real quick. We've got some ushers. If you do not have the pathway into the new things God's doing, if you do not have that handout, will you just raise your hand? If you don't have it, Robbie, they're going to give them. Robert's uh, passing them out. We're going to start off with this this morning. I know you guys came in here ready to worship the Lord. Amen. But um, but we are going to worship the Lord. So our everything we do. Here's my 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 theology. It lines up with the Word of God. It says, "Whatever I do in word and deed, I do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ." Can I get an amen? So, you know, when we do that, whatever we're doing, we're doing unto the Lord. Whatever we're doing, we're doing as a worship to the Lord. You know, there's, um, I think there's like four or five different words of worship. One of them in the Hebrew is actually work. Can you believe that if you are working, that is actually a worship to the Lord? Man, so, so we want to be able to do that. We have started off, first of all, we've started off talking about a new era. So this morning, I want to get right into what God has for us. But first of all, I want to open up in prayer. And there's some of you that may have um, a word on Isaiah 40, uh, 43, verses 18 and 19, which we're going to talk about a pathway into the new thing God is doing. Say new thing. So God is doing some new things, and and the scripture we're going to share with you in just a moment. But let me let me just start off this way. I, sometimes I don't feel like it's legal until I start off with prayer, right? It's like, you know, um, so let's just begin to pray this morning. Father, we thank you that those are here today that are joining us, that are, are come expecting. And they're expecting you to move in their lives. And God, I'm asking you to give them moments throughout this message this morning, throughout our time together, throughout the worship, God, just moments where you touch our lives, where you bring strength where there needs to be strength. You bring courage where there needs to be courage. Father, that you bring um, just Holy Spirit, you begin to teach us today. You are our teacher. And Father, with that, you'll, that we'll just allow, allow him to teach us something today. Brothers and sisters of the Lord, will you just allow God to begin to start teaching something today? Just begin to start lifting things to him right now. Father, we thank you for this word. We ask you to anoint it. We ask you to do what you need to do with it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Mike, I'm going to start out real quick with Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. If you got your Bibles, you want to turn with me. This is the message. Uh, the message Bible is a, like a paraphrased Bible. Kind of breaks down and says this is what this is about. This is what this is what it talks about. Um, so it's not a theological Bible that you would really do as a study Bible, but it really puts it in modern day vernacular. How many of you know I need some modern day vernacular from the Word? Isaiah 43. Give you a little breakdown real quick as before I read it. Is Israel? God bless you, Israel. <laughs> Israel, you are many blessed. <laughs> It, everybody's like, I don't want to sneeze now. Everybody will bless me. No, you need the blessing of the Lord. Um, Israel was getting ready to come out of bondage. Now, I want us to relate that to us today. Because the way we learn the Word of God is there's five different things that you need to think about when you study the Word of God. And a lot of churches don't teach this. And a lot of people don't know this. 
But the first thing is, is when you read the scriptures, you need to, you need to take it through a grid of, of who is it that says it. Who, who is it that says this? Okay, this is Isaiah the prophet. He's beginning to speak. Okay, who, who, to whom is he talking to? He's talking to the nation of Israel. Who said it? To whom was it said? What did it mean? What, what were the circumstances that they were dealing with then? They were in bondage. Say bondage. Do we know anybody in bondage today? Look, I'm in bondage to some stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I struggle. I have, I need you guys to pray for me. This is, this is serious. I'm being real transparent for you. I struggle with sugar. I mean, I, maybe, you know, I don't have the drug problem that I had years ago. I don't have the alcohol problem that I had years ago. I don't have the, you know, other problems. Some of the things have, that those things have gone away. But I, I struggle with sugar. I like me some sugar. And I know it's not good for you. You know what I mean? In, and it's in moderation. But I, I enjoy that. So I, I struggle with that. So it's a battle. It's a battle when, you know, when we have ice cream. And it's a battle when we have cake. And, oh, come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, and then it's like, you know, I'll just have a little. Well, I have a little here and a little there and a little here. And then at the end of the day, I've had a lot. But I struggle with that. And I... And maybe that's the same thing. Maybe you've got something else that you're struggling with. So everybody's dealing with bondage. Sometimes we have to we have to understand there are some things in our lives that we are a slave to, other than the Lord Jesus Christ that we are in in bondage to. And I don't want to be in bondage, and I don't want you guys to be in bondage. Amen. Because that's why we we want the freedom of the Lord. So we need to look at it. And he was talking about the Israelites. They they, they were in captivity. They were in bondage. And, he, and then the scripture talks about, when you talk about what did it mean to them then? When we talk about Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, what did it mean to them then? And we begin to start reading this thing and we can begin to see what it meant to them then. All right? So how about if we read this together? Can we, let's look up on the screen. Let's read it together. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Ready? Read. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. So if we take this and say, what did it mean to them then? God was beginning to bring the nation of Israel out. And how many even know where they were in Babylon, they were going to have to go through the desert. So do you understand why it's all of a sudden saying, I'm making a road through the desert? And not only was he making a road through the desert, but there was some bad lands out there. There were some other armies. There were some other nations that didn't like Israel. And he was going to have to say, you know what? I'm going to make a river through the bad land. Maybe you could just jump in the boat and sail down the river and you can get to there a whole lot faster than you would normally. So we can begin to look at that. But the question that I want to ask you today is this is the other way that we can look at it. Who said it? To whom was it said? Under what circumstances was it said? What did it mean to them then? What's it mean to us today? If, if we are in bondage, if we are walking through some situations and God is saying to you, get ready to come out. Oh, come on. Are, are you going to catch this today? Are you going to see it? Don't you see it? It's like there it is. God is saying, get ready to come out. How do we relate this to today? And what does, what, how does this, this scripture begin to speak to us today? Um, Robert, I'm going to have you come on up first. Has anybody else got 
I had asked a few of you about Isaiah 42, uh, 43, 8 and, or 8, 18 and 19. If you have, anybody else got, a, they want to share on this scripture other than, and then Robert, come on up. Anybody else? Okay. The Lord may speak to you. Linda, she'll, she'll be after you then. How about that? First this morning, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Yeah. New air. Um, and before I, I read as, uh, as, Pastor Eric was saying the, those five things. Another thing that I would add in my own personal study is what does this particular passage teach us about the relationship between God and his people? Because we're God's people. The Israelites in the Old Testament were God's people. The disciples and the, uh, the people that were around Jesus being taught were God's people. The new, uh, church in Acts and the successive epistles, God's people. We're all God's people. What does the Bible teach us about our relationship between God and his people. So, all right. Um, since we just covered the verse, I'm just going to read the, the message that I was given. God the Father, speaking as the creator, is declaring that he is going to bring something forth as in a new thing. This new thing will be in the sense of a growing tree springing forth as from a seed. Though this new thing will be something not yet seen, it is it will also be in a natural form in the sense that this will come forth in the pattern of the natural law of sown seed to mature plant. The new thing will be obvious and in your face. You will have to struggle to not know that it has happened. This new thing will be the continuation of the creative acts of a creative God. God will create footways through the desolate areas. God will also create waterways through the desolate areas. People and resources will flow through desolate areas by God's design. These changes that allow for people to move through and new resources to come through will change things. They will be disruptive. They will be beneficial. They will be enriching. Note, too, that these creations, these craftings, these adjustments are done without our say-so. God is creating for our benefit but without our input. This will be a scary time for some of you to trust – some of you who trust too much in the works of your own hands rather than in the God who crafted those hands with his own and whose capabilities far surpass your own. This is a time of ready anticipation. Soon will come a time for those with the ability to invest in the new people and new resources coming into our sphere of influence to establish themselves well for the security of your family and the church body. The resources that God is making available to his children through his creative will are being released to reestablish the foundations of his children for the prosperity of all. Establish your foundation with the resources that are coming so that you may be in the firmly established position to be an aid, comfort, benefit, and respite for those who desperately need the rest that comes from the grace of the Father through the hands of his children. Now, how many of you know that was full of stuff? And I, was, I wrote down a struggle. You'll have to struggle not to see it. Come on up, Linda. You'll have to struggle not to see it. Yeah, we, we do have a – I'll get a copy of that, and I do have a copy of it, but I'll get it printed out, and next week we'll have it available for you to be able to have. And we can also upload it on our website too. Um, struggle not to see it. Now, I'm telling you, as a guy – there's some things I just don't see. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I didn't even see that. You know, it's like, but but when now all of a sudden God's doing a new thing. Say new thing. 
He's doing a new thing that you're going to be able to, it's going to be there. I, I, one, one you had was, in, it's going to be in your face, so it's going to be very, very apparent. Tom and I have talked about almost nothing since the first of the year but the new thing. Wondering what that is. What is that? What is that? What is that? And do you remember when we had the one word? And as the year went, it was like peeling an onion. It would just unfold with meaning, unfold with meaning, unfold with meaning. And as the, this year goes by, I'm finding that it's not a new thing. It's a constellation of things. It's a newness that covers every part of our life. Um, I was really moved this morning with the verse in First uh, Timothy 2 that says to pray for our leaders As the church begins to walk out in power, and that's one of the branches of this tree, is a new power, we need to pray for the leaders. And as that was brought to me, the understanding was that uh, we don't pray with condemnation because that is a misuse of your power. That's a misuse of godly power to pray against someone. God, remove him. God, just... Strike him down. Begin to pray with thankfulness for those leaders. Um, Look at Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel, that relationship. There was never a more wicked king that ever lived than Nebuchadnezzar. But there was never a more astounding conversion than Nebuchadnezzar. Because Daniel was faithful and he was thankful in the place where God had put him. Here's the other thing. When we pray for our leaders... And I was praying incorrectly for that leader of Korea. He scares me. He's got his finger on the button. God, send someone to take him out. You know, God, thank you for that man. Surround him with your wisdom. Surround him with your peace. Surround him with your love. Surround him with the knowledge that he can affect mankind. Give them, affect the atmosphere around these leaders with your prayer. Your prayer as we move into this new era is going to be so powerful that you can affect the atmosphere of leaders thousands of miles away. So give them a resource to draw from other than the demonic. They need that. When they reach in their toolbox, they need to come up with peace. They need to come up with wisdom. So much so they'll wonder, where did that come from? Look, give them a legacy to leave to the world that's good so that we can live in peace, the Bible says. And this is just one little tendril, one branch coming out of this new era, is the power that the church is going to walk in. God is putting, building his church again. Not a weak church, not broke, like Eric says, disgusted, busted, (laughs) but a powerful church. But we have to use that power appropriately. You know, I want to call bears out to eat that guy. No, that's not what God wants. I need to pray that he will have wisdom, that he will come to know the love of God and for his fellow man. Surround them with the resources they need. You can do it. That's part of the new era. Now you can do that. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a, a clap of praise. Hey, say this. Say, new people. New resources. So when we begin to look at this, and this is a new way of praying. In fact, it is, it's maybe a new way to some of you. Some of you, it's probably not. 
But if you can look at the scriptures and you can see, remember when Jesus was with the disciples and the, and the disciples said something to him about calling fire down. He was like, hey, you want us to call? We can call fire down on them. You know, they found out they had some power. They found out they had some strength. And Jesus looked at them and said, you don't know what spirit you're operating out of. See what I mean? Because it's not about calling the fire down. It's about calling a blessing upon their lives. Because the scripture says that when you pray for somebody that's persecuted you or hurt you, it's like putting hot coals on their head. And, that, and, and there you have, to leave, you have to leave room for the Lord to be who the Lord is. Can I get an amen? Say new era. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at this pathway into this new thing that God is doing. Um, Mike, I was going to have you put up a couple of those pictures I sent you. First of all, I want you to know that God is doing some things. And if we start to look at it, we'll begin to see it. So I sent Mike a few pictures this morning that, you know, one of the things that, that here I was, we went to a, a baseball game, right? We went down to the, to the, um, the Dodgers down in Oklahoma City. And, and all of a sudden, Shelly takes this picture because there it is. How many of you know it was right in her face? <laughs> right? It's, it's a new era. It's a new era. Come to find out, it's, I mean, and I, I knew it, but I didn't really connect the dots that it's a brand of, of uh, sports apparel. It's a new era. Say new era. So it's a, it's a new era. So she, she got that. She snapped a picture. I think we may have another one there. Do you, can you put up the other one there? Oh, here's one here that she sent me. It was, it was, it was back a while back that was on Facebook, but it says, please to announce the official approval of the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. Look at there. This is the start of, this is a start of what? A start of a new era for American energy. All right. So this was even the president. It says president, uh, presidential permit for the Keystone um, XL pipeline was approved. It said it's a great day for American jobs and a historic moment for North America and energy independence. It's also the new era. Say new era. I think we've got one more that um, just recently she sent to me. This was um, Fox News. That, 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 that's just a snapshot, right? Because I tried to play the video, but it didn't play. Um, it was like Dobbs, is, and he was declaring that there was a new era underway in the White House. There's a new era. Amen? So let's take a look. If you will, grab your Bibles, and um, if you got it on your phone, look it up. Let's, we're going to go to Matthew 25. I'm going to read that scripture here in just a few minutes. But I wanted you guys to get, um, I wanted to bring you guys up to speed. This prophetic word, Lana Walser, is, is where, this was what she came up with. So I passed this out last week to you guys. And I want us to go through it. I didn't finish it because God just led us to a place of surrender. But I want to do just real quick, do a review. Again, it's based off of this. And she started out with the prophetic word. So I'm going to start with you this morning in the very front. And you guys, I'm not going to read through it. We're just going to do the highlights. And we'll get to the point where I'm going to read through on the second page, I think. So Lana Valzer actually said there's many prophetic voices that have been prophesying for a long time that God is doing something completely new. The truth of Isaiah 43:19, listen, has been booming loudly in the spirit. Okay? So it, this was back last year that I felt like the Lord was sharing us that we were stepping in to something new. Now listen, I've been in church a long time. 
And almost every year, somebody can say, it's a new season, it's a new time, it's a new na 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 is new. I mean, seriously, I'm not making fun of that, but I'm saying sometimes we don't honor that. We don't put the value behind it that needs to be put behind it. Because we can go through this and go, yeah, God's doing something new, but it's happening in somebody else. It's not happening in me. Right? Or I don't feel new, right? I don't feel like this is a new thing. Or or you're just saying it's new because you just want people to get excited. No, this has been resounding in my spirit. Now all of a sudden there's prophetic voices in the land, Chuck Pierce and others that are saying, now there's a new era. It's a new time. It's a new season. It's a new day. And again, remember, an era is not just the change of seasons. Because how many of you know there's fallas in the air? And we're fixing to change into a new season. This is longer than a new season. This is not about three months and then we get into winter. And then three months and then we get into spring. And then three months, then we get into summer. I'm telling you, we have got to get a hold of this thing because there is a beginning, a shifting that's taking place. And they're picking it up in the spirit. So she talked about some things, what to do about the pathway into this new thing. And I'm going to use the word new era that God is doing. She talked about the alarm is sounding. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. This, she's not focusing on a, a catching away. She's not focusing on a rapture mentality. She's saying that God is coming to visit you. How many of you know, I, I want God to visit me. I, I do. I do. And there's some things that it's like, God, I want you to visit me. I want you to visit my family. How many of you know God needs to visit the president of Korea, North Korea? Are you with me? He needs to visit him. And when he visits him, and that's the thing that I'm praying for, I was like, okay, God, let's let you visit him. You visit him. You just show up. All of a sudden he gets saved. Don't you think something's going to happen differently? Yeah, he's not going to want to murder people and try to take out not only the Western, but also Israel. I mean, because Israel is is the bottom line in this. They're still after Israel. Okay? And that's that's we're, we're part of God's chosen people. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're special. Come on, tell them you're special. You are special. Tell them, say, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel, you know, I'm just feeling special this morning. How about you? She was talking about the alarm being sounded. She was talking about there's an alarm. There's an alarm. Ding 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 an expectation, and a call to position. The other thing that she said down there was the main paragraph was at the bottom was to choose life. Everybody say choose life. You have a choice. You've got a choice. You can make a quality decision and choose life. Or you can choose death. The nation of Israel, when this scripture was brought forth, was about... He was saying, choose life. You have put before you life and death. Choose life. We have put before us blessing and cursing. Let's choose blessing. 
Huh? I love it because we have a choice and God gives us that free will to be able to have a choice. And unfortunately, there may be some that are choosing death or some that are choosing cursing or some that are choosing difficult paths and difficult ways. But they're, they're even through the, through the blessing of the Lord, you know, we, we begin to start looking at that and God says, you can choose, you can, you can choose. I have a choice with my sugar issue. And I, he wants us to choose life. Turn to your neighbor and say, choose life. Choose life. She goes on, and I—I um, I don't know if your copy does. Your copy have the, the the new level or the new everything new highlighted. Okay, I didn't couldn't remember if we'd got that for you. Okay, so she talked about a whole new level of surrender, and this is where we got to last week. She 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 said it was the Lord had reminded her in a dream that He was inviting His people to a whole new surrender. Surrender is not a bad thing, y'all. Surrender, and if you're in the middle of a war, you know, that may be a difficult thing to surrender, but God wants us to just surrender our ways and our words and our, our will to his. One of the greatest pictures of surrender is Jesus on the cross. Think about when Jesus was on the cross, and they were making fun of him. They were making fun of him. Anybody, I, you know, I've been made fun of before. They were making fun of him and they were saying things and they're like, you know, if you're the son of God, you know, come on down from there, you know, and come on, do, do what you're supposed to do. Show us a sign, a miracle or wonder or whatever. And Jesus looked at them and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Jesus in the garden of Kissimmee first said, not my will, but yours. Jesus was on the cross and he surrendered his life. He gave his life as a ransom for us. I think about that and it makes me humble. I think about that somebody was willing to die for me. I mean, really, literally willing to die for me. He surrendered his life. He surrendered everything that he was about To bring forth the Holy Spirit who is the comforter and teacher. Because remember the disciples told Jesus, they're like, well, we don't want you to go. don't want to go. He's like, look, if I don't go, Holy Spirit doesn't come. Right? So he knew about the completion of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So she, she talked about a whole new level. Say new level. She talked about a new positioning to give God the freedom to be God in our lives. Give God the freedom to be God in our lives. So I'm going to pick up right here because um, uh, it's, it, I'm on the second page, I think, and it's the be the third paragraph there. The positioning into the new is to give God the freedom to be God in our lives. Try not to squeeze him into a box, into how we think he should move, when he should move, where he should move, but a deep, deep yieldedness to him that says, I trust completely in your way. This is hard, y'all. And I shared with you of how God moved in our lives through, a, through I thought, a different way than God would move. She goes on and says, we are transitioning completely into a completely new season. We've not been this way before, and in this transition, God is requiring a deeper level of surrender 
from his people to trust completely in his way. Everybody say his way. How many of you know his way is greater than our way? I mean, I got my ideas, and there's some times where I want to do something. June, you ever done that? It's like, you know what? I'm going to do this, God, and you just bless it. Because, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to do this, and you just bless it. And then you're like, oop, I think I stepped out of the boat, and now I'm sinking, and then it's not working. And, you know, all of a sudden, we begin to start thinking about all those different things. We try to do it our way. But God says we've got to come to that place, that new surrender. The way he chooses to move you, the way he chooses to shift things, bring breakthrough, increase promotion. Anybody want a breakthrough? Are you ready for some increase? Are you ready for promotion? You know, but sometimes we may not realize we're ready for a promotion. I'm going to share with you a personal story. I worked for a corporation. I was making good money. It was the largest wholesale corporation in the United States of America. I was in a division in North Carolina. I was on the road. I was a sales representative for two years. I had a company car, and they'd, I'd sit all over North Carolina. They would send me, and I, I sold. Um, I actually helped the produce departments make money selling peppers and cucumbers and watermelon and plums and all that other stuff. I would go in and help them make money, and in turn, they would buy from us. So we had Piggly Wiggly accounts. We had Anybody ever heard of Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. And then, and then we have IGA stores. We had IGA stores. And then we had Kmart. We had Kmart um, uh, account that, you know, the Kmart was moving into fruits and vegetables and that sort of thing. We had that and the Kmart. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, I was, I was out traveling around for two years. And they brought me in the office. And, and if you know me, I got to move around. I am not good by sitting behind a desk. You know, even being a pastor, I struggle sitting behind a desk for a while because I'm used to being out. I'm used to being on the go. And they brought me in an office and they said, Eric, we are positioning you to become the produce department head over this division. And I was like, yeah, because the other guy was going to resign shortly, sometime in a few years. They said, we'll give you a couple of years and we'll promote you. Do you know I sat in that position for 11 years? I kept going, where's my promotion? Where's my promotion? And guess what? They brought in another guy from Johnson City, Tennessee. When that guy retired, they brought in somebody else and didn't give me the promotion. How many of you know I was upset? But how many of you realize that when I really began to start lifting it up to the Lord, I wasn't ready? I wasn't ready. But through that process, God prepared me to be here and now it's been 19 years so a lot of times we are looking for a promotion and we're saying god i'm ready to be promoted and maybe you're not ready for the promotion and maybe you think that you've spent 11 years waiting on the promotion and how many of you know when god promotes you then it's a whole different ball game come on so he begins to promote you promote you and I look at that and how God transitioned some things in my life, but it, I wasn't bitter about it. I was disappointed, but I realized when they brought this one guy in from Johnson City, Tennessee, and he was over this deal, and I learned so much more from him, I realized he was the man for the job. I realized that I wasn't ready for that promotion to be there. But God wants to bring you increase, say increase. He wants to bring you increase. He wants to bring you promotion. Let me get back to this. I'm just so excited. I'm telling you. this Again, I'm giving this document to you. Don't throw it away. All right? Keep it. 
Look over it. Even if you, if you put it in a file and, and, and put in your reminder on your calendar on your phone to look at it in, in a month from now or two months from now or every month for the, for the next six years, all of a sudden you're going to begin to look at it because God is speaking prophetically to each and every one of us. He says right here, he says we choose to move in a way that he would uh, chooses to shift things, bring breakthrough, increase promotion. However, he chooses to move that we as God's people would be so deeply rooted in him and surrender that we trust completely in the way he is leading us, knowing that he is working for our good. Whatever he chooses, we receive it because we know that God is good and he's leading us into things that are bigger, things that are better, things that are more amazing than we could ever imagine. And last week we asked, were you ready to surrender some things? And some of you we prayed for and you begin to start surrendering some things into the Lord. And I want to thank you for that. Today we're going to start here. Now we've finished a little review. But right here, the next headline that she's got is deep, deep, deep in the secret place. But there are very, there's a very heavy emphasis of the Lord right now and we must be ready. We must be pressing in to him. Our lamps full of oil and wicks trimmed, ready for his coming because he's about to show up and show out and he's stretching his people in order to receive what he has is releasing. How many of you know you got to be stretched a little? You got to be stretched a little in order to receive that. Wow. We must, we must respond in surrender, humility, and yieldedness. He's going to show you his people, his goodness. He's going to show his people, his goodness, and how creative, wise, and far above faithful his ways are. God is faithful. Oh, come on. Y'all didn't hear me. There's times we're not faithful to him. There's times where I haven't been faithful to him, but he's always been faithful to me. He's been faithful to comfort where I've needed comfort. He's been faithful to to be gentle with me when I needed to be gentle. How many of you know, I think sometimes he's been faithful to kick me in the rear end when I needed a kick in the rear end. Come on, somebody. Maybe I'm the only one that needs a little kick a little now and then. But it's like, you know, but he does it. It's, you know, when I say that, but I say that, uh, I say that in a way that God does it so lovingly. I mean, he can ask you a question and it's like, oh, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I want to answer that right now, Lord. You know, (laughs) I don't know if I want, um, that's, uh, uh, let me get back to you on that. So there's a way that he can, he can begin to do it because his ways will not lead us to a place of harm. Jeremiah 29, 11. Remember the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Not to harm you, but to give you what? Hope. Everybody say hope. Hope and a future. So it's Jeremiah 29, 11. But the pathway to increase, he needs to stretch you where you need to go. So when he talk, talked about, or Lana talked, the Lord prophesying through Lana was, she talked about the oils trimmed. Are you with me? The lamps, the, the being full of oil and the wicks trimmed. So go with me to Matthew 25. Mike, if I, I don't know if I put that up there, but maybe you could find that. Matthew chapter 25. I just want to read through this. Is it okay if we read the Word of God? Amen. Matthew 25. Let's look at verses 1 through 12. I'm just going to read through. I'm reading out of the um, 
New American Standard Version, updated version. This is what she's referring to. Then the kingdom of heaven will be compared to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout. Behold, the bridegroom come out to meet him. Then all of those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. While they were going away to make their purchase, the bridegroom came. Look at me just a moment. Do you remember when we talked about the Israelites coming out of Egypt? That there was one of the things that you were going to have to do was to prepare. To prepare for some things. There's some things coming down the line that we need to prepare for them now. And I use the example... I use the example, Cole, remember where it was like, don't, don't, don't start lifting weights when you see the enemy coming down the driveway. You need to be lifting them and working out beforehand. You know what I mean? They're preparing for a football season that they've be, you've been preparing for for many years. I'm talking about 10 years old. You were beginning to prepare for, for the things that are coming this season for you. So you begin to prepare for those things that's there. You just begin preparing. Kobe is preparing for some things in his future that are going to be coming his way, right? Courtney, then he's preparing for those things and he's preparing now. There are some things that we need to prepare for now. These these ladies didn't prepare because they didn't have enough oil in their lamps. It says, while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came and those who were ready, went in to him in the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins came and also came and saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on alert, verse 13, and then for you, excuse me, be on alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. Let's prepare for a visitation of the Lord. Okay? Again, I'm not talking about the catching up of the saints. I'm talking about let's prepare for God to visit us now. What would you do differently today if Jesus was coming to your house? Zacchaeus! Zacchaeus! I'm coming to your house today. I think Zacchaeus went home and probably did some stuff. Some of you ladies, you'd be going around, you'd be like, will you be Mary or will you be Martha? You know, you'd be like Martha, you know, going around and preparing everything, getting everything ready to go, get it all clean, getting the, getting the table set out, getting it all looking good. And Mary probably just be waiting at the door and going, where's Jesus? There he is. I'm just going to hang out with Jesus. But either way, there was a preparation that was being done. Even if it was a physical preparation or a preparation of our heart, there's got to be a preparation that's being done. So we've got to begin to step into this. So when she talks about our lamps being full of oil and wicks being trimmed, ready for his coming because he's about to show up, show out, and he's stretching his people in order to receive what he's releasing, but we must respond in surrender, humility, and, and yieldedness. 
He uses, she's using this scripture. The Lord has given her this scripture for that. Okay, let's go on. See where the other says? It says overnight positioning of the humble. So if we're going to, if we're going to understand a pathway into the new things that God's doing, then we need to be able to get in preparation. We need to begin to step into this. I did not read this prophetic word and then preach to you four months ago about coming out of bondage. Are you with me? I didn't read that and then hold this back. This is a recent prophetic word that's beginning to reinforce some of the things that we prophesied in this home right here that God was beginning ready to do. Overnight positioning of the humble. Sudden, <laughs> sudden promotions. Hey, anybody like some sudden promotions? I, I, I'm, I'm ready for some sudden. It's like, there it is. There it's going to be. All of a sudden, you're going to be promoted. Sudden accelerations. Sudden increase. Somebody say sudden. Sudden position. Say sudden again. Sudden momentum is falling upon the lowly and humble places. Those who are bowing low in humility... The Lord is going to exalt in significant ways for the extension of his kingdom in this season. I, 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 I penciled in new era, in this new era, and it's going to be literally overnight. Somebody say sudden. So as we look at Isaiah forty three eighteen, we know that there's some things that are going to happen just suddenly. It's going to be there. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm trying not to get emotional this morning because there is something happening in the spiritual realm that you have been believing God for and that things have been happening and lining up for the suddenlies of God to take place in your life. Because I know some of you have been, been laboring for 10 years. Some of you have been laboring for 15 years. It might have been 20 years. It could be 30 years. And you've been lifting up you know, your, your family members or your friends. And it's been a long time. But now the suddenly things of God are beginning to take place and something's going to shift something's going to change and all of a sudden sudden it's going to be there and oop there it is come on let's give him some praise in the house suddenly there's some times when you might have to just break out in praise suddenly Woo! <laughs> yeah they're like what's up with him i don't know there was a movie we were watching somewhere and there was a deal where there the guy was in the airport yeah you guys probably know this movie i can't remember the name of it but he was in the airport, and all of a sudden, you know, he was in there, and he, he shouted out in the middle of the airport. He'd be like, whoo! And everybody looked at him, and he goes, the Holy Ghost got me. <laughs> and I said, Shelly, did you see that? I said, they're promoting the Holy Ghost in the middle of the airport in a secular movie. Say suddenly. I am so excited about some sudden things that are getting ready to happen in your life because you're like, here, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. God said, I'm bringing some hope into that situation and faith can begin to ride on that hope and then faith brings it out of the spiritual realm into the natural realm and there it is. It just showed up suddenly. Somebody give the Lord a praise in the house today. Come on. Am I in the right church today? It's suddenly, it's suddenly. Turn to three people and tell them, suddenly, suddenly, suddenly something's going to happen. Something's happening suddenly in your life. It's happening. It's happening. But you've got to be humble. Listen, you've got to be humble. Don't let pride come in. Don't let pride come in. And as the Lord, as the Lord was teaching me some things and I was learning His ways, there was pride that came in when I was in that position with that company that probably kept me from receiving the things that God had for me. It was pride. 
Overnight positioning of the humble. Sudden promotion, sudden acceleration, sudden increase, sudden position, sudden momentum is falling on the lowly and humble places. Those who are bowing low in humility, the Lord is going to exalt in significant ways for the extension of his kingdom in this new season. I put in new era, and it's going to be literally overnight. A key is to pray in the spirit on all occasions. The Lord showed me, this is Lana talking, The Lord showed me many who are fearing the change, fear the way of the Lord in this season. Pray in the spirit continually, Ephesians 6, 18. And I would also say, um, what is it, Jude 20. And you will be built by the spirit of God in greater strength, peace, joy, and chains of fear will break and joy will flood in. Can I get an amen? It's going to be taking some time to pray Shundai and the Holy Ghost. You're just going to be able to pray, whether that's, whether that's under your breath or out loud or wherever that might be. There's some times that you're just going to have to begin to pray in the Spirit. You know why? Because we've come to the place where we don't know what to pray. And the Spirit prays without the mind getting in and messing it up. The mind will mess. I'm telling you, your mind will mess up. Your prayer sometimes. And Linda will be shifted into a prayer of throw lightning bolts down on them, Lord. Instead of in the, when you pray a blessing, the, the, the blessing, the Holy Spirit wants, to be, wants them to be blessed. To be blessed not to be blessed and in sin or not to be blessed or to be evil, but to have the blessing of the Lord. And all of a sudden, it, the Bible says it's the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich and he had no sorrow to it. When you have the blessing of the Lord, then you will change your ways and you'll come out of those evil patterns. So a key is to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. The next one, out of the pit and into the palace, but your alignment is key. This is the season where God is leading his people out of the pit and into the palace. In this transition, are you all on the next page? Is that? I didn't know if mine was the same as yours. In this transition, we must stay aligned with the truth of the word of God And what he is saying. There is an intense battle in the spirit right now where the enemy is attempting to get God's people to align with old mindsets, old pathways, lies, unbelief, fears, anxieties because he wants to keep you caged. The enemy wants to keep you in the prison to stop you from your, from your, from your, are you, are you guys willing to see that? God wants to put you into a new position. That new position has got to be a position where you are warring from the heavenlies next to Jesus Christ. Because the scripture says the Father is in heaven. Jesus is seated. Where at from the Father? What position? So Jesus is seated. Here's the Father in heaven. Jesus is seated on his right hand. And what's Jesus doing? You think he's just... Doing tiddlywinks and ever interceding. He's an intercessor. So we are seated. The Bible says we are seated. Where at? In heavenly places. Where at in heaven? 
We're seated with Jesus. And if the Father is here and Jesus is at the right hand, then Jesus is here and we are... Come here, baby, now. Come here. I just wanted her to sit on my lap. I just wanted... This is a creative way to get it done. So Jesus is seated here. Then when Shelly is praying, we are, we are in him. Are you with me? So just come sit right here. Oh, yeah. Are you with me? So I'm not letting you go. Okay, so we are, y- y'all getting this picture. So she's seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Are you with me? So if we're going to remember the new position, our position is not from down low. But our position is from up high. Hey, this is nice. Amen. All right, let's give her a hand of praise. Amen. Okay, y'all, we're dismissed. We're going home. See you later. You know, it's like, um, so we're in, a, we're in a new position. Say a new position. See, when you can really understand the new position and you see something happening in the world or in your world, you, you, you may sit down in this old position, the old position, and go, there's nothing I can do about it. I, I just, I mean, my prayers aren't working. I don't see any change happening. I mean, I just... I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to quit. I just am going to give up. But that's the mindset. That's the old mindset. But now all of a sudden, we're in a new mindset that says, you know what? I don't see nothing happening, but my word says that God is working everything out for my good. And I know that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only, not beneath. I know that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to move forward. I know that it's not over because if it was over, I would be dead. Come on. But it's not over and I'm still alive today. So I'm going to see it from this position and I'm going to look at it from high and say, that was a problem then. It's not a problem now. God, we're saying this is not a problem you got this amen you're my rear guard i am here i'm seeing it a different position than i did from down there all of a sudden i'm going to have victory all of a sudden there is going to be life all of a sudden things are going to change although it may not have changed five years ago ten years ago there is a change something new is happening now because i'm in a different position with the lord hallelujah 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 so there's a new position, there's a new change, there's something going on, there's, there, there's, there, there's something that we've got to begin to discern and we've got to begin to start connecting to. And one of the things that we've been trying to connect to, this is not your ties, this is an offering only. Are you hearing me? Is that we've been trying to connect and saying, God, when is there a time? Because how many of you know there's a time... And, and Kelly's a seer, and she can begin to see things, and she sees in the spirit, and, and she sees stuff that I'm like, I don't know if I see that, but it doesn't matter. But as we step by faith, God begins to open up and break some things. And she was just sharing with me that just now that it's like there is the trading floor is open. So if you want to bring an offering, not your tithes at this time, but just an offering. And what you're doing is you're going to begin to start seeing from a new position. In fact, what I'm hearing the Lord say is to sow in a seed to that position. This is not about your money. This is about you and your heart and humility and believe in God. How many of you want increase? It's going to take something to get some increase. How many of you want a blessing? It's going to take something to get a blessing. 
So the, the, the trading floor is open, and, and some of you that may not know what that is, then all you're going to do is say, God, what is it that you want me to sow? And if he says, sow that dollar, then you're going to come up and you're going to put it in. While I'm speaking, you come up. It's the trading floor that's open. It's almost like the New York Stock Exchange. The bell has rung, and now you can trade for a certain period of time. The, there is something that's opened in the heavenly realms that God is saying, I'm going to put you in a new position, and you're just going to begin to trade in that. Can I get an amen? So I don't, don't worry about being distracted by people coming up and trading because, you know, it's open. And it may be open for the next 10 minutes. It may, may be open for the next 10 hours. I don't know. But I'm just believing that God is beginning to open some things. And it's about a new position. Let me go back into the scriptures or, or, or what she has in this prophetic word. Are you all getting something this morning? Anybody getting something this morning? Amen. He said, here's this prophetic word. He said, there is an intense battle in the spirit right now where the enemy is attempting to get God's people to align with old mindsets. I'm here to tell you, we're into a new mindset. And how many of you know this trading floor thing is a new mindset? (laughs) I was like... As the Lord was beginning to reveal this and I was learning about it and I was hearing about it and I was studying on it and I was listening to some other messages, all of a sudden I'm like, this is weird. Our people are going to go, this is really weird, Eric. You've just really jumped out on that. But it's not. It's peculiar. And we are peculiar people. But I look at that and there's been, there's been this trading that's taking place. And God's wanting to trade a position with you. Come on, somebody. He's wanting to take you out of the dark and bring you into the light. Come on, somebody. He wants to take you from down low and bring you up high. There is a position that we've got to trade. I've got to trade my old my old history, according to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. I got to trade my old history into a new history for the Lord. Can I get an amen? So as we begin to, 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 to see what God is really saying in this place, he's saying, well, you got to align not with the old mindsets. The enemy wants you to stay into the old. Boy, I'm glad you guys gave me... Gave me some time this morning because I feel like I'm just starting my message at 1056. (laughs) Are you ready? The old wineskin cannot handle new wine because the new wine expands. Are you with me? So if you put old wine into a new wineskin, nothing's going to happen. If you put new wine into a new wineskin... The wine is going to ferment, and there's going to be an, act, an expansion process, right? You learned this a little bit in science. That fermentation begins to have an expansion, and the new wine skin will expand. But the old wine skin won't expand because it's already expanded. And anything else, it's going, to, it's going to begin to leak. It's going to break. It's going to have cracks. It's going to have those things that are there. So God is here. He's taking and he's pouring this new wine, if you will, new wine, new things of his spirit, new era into a new wineskin. So you're going to have to trade the wineskin. And the enemy is wanting to keep you in the old wineskin. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me? The enemy is wanting us to be able to have church for 45 minutes. So you can come in and you can have a 15-minute sermon, 15 minutes of praise and worship, 15 minutes announcement, and you can leave and then you're done. Check it off. God's finished. But not you people. 
You people are wanting something more. You're wanting something new. You're being called by the Spirit. There's something that's beginning to happen. So all of a sudden, you can come in and go, I thought we were going to have worship today. And it was like, now pastor's preaching today. We're going to have some worship. Amen. Because I love the worship. Amen. I love to be able to, I love to be able to worship the Lord. So we just give me a few more minutes and we'll get into that. Those of you that are worshiping by spirit and by truth, you guys are ready to get into that. Let's just take a look at it. He wants to get, he wants the enemy to keep you in prison. Here we go. I I, I saw y'all turning. y'all must be in a different, my, my copy must be different than yours. Back to that, to that, uh, Uh, paragraph which she said there's an intense battle in the spirit right now where the enemy is attempting to get god's people to align with old mindsets old pathways old lies old lies i don't know man i tried this god thing it didn't happen it's not like a restaurant i tried the restaurant i just didn't like you know a little spicy so i'm not going back there it's not that way the old mindset is, is I'm not, I'm not going to do that. God's doing a new thing, and I'm going to want to experience and get what God has in this new thing. He's talking about old pathways, old lies. How many old lies are we listening to? Unbelief. Fears. We deal with fear here. We, we want to deal with fear. You know why? Because perfect love casts out fear. We received an email... Facebook, something, I don't know where it is. Shelly's got, you know, you got all these different forms of communication. Years ago, it used to be, I talked to so-and-so over the phone or face-to-face. And they said this or they wrote me a letter. And now it's like, did you communicate? Now, did you communicate with them? Yeah, I talked to them. Well, I didn't really talk to them, but I, I did get on Facebook and we did private message some stuff. So we had a conversation there and then we text after that. And then I decided to send an email and then post a video. <laughs> so uh, how, what form of communication do you want to know that I communicate with them? So we get to that place where we've got to have these different forms of communication. But God wants us to know that, that there is fear that the enemy tries to bring upon your life, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love sends fear running. Perfect love, no matter what. And and that's the thing that we don't understand so much about God is how much he loves us. You know what? I, I got mad this week, and I messed up. So I was afraid to come in here this morning and preach to you because I have messed up. But God covered me in his love. And I got up this morning and said, it doesn't matter that I got upset with some things last week. But God covered that with his love. The blood of Christ covered that. Come on, somebody. And, and, and it's, it's, I just, I don't want that to hurt my heart. I don't want fear to continue to come in and me to be afraid. I had a battle this morning. Tatum, I had a battle. I was, I was, I was reading over some stuff and, and looking at this, and I heard the Lord say, I want you to switch it up. You're going to preach first this morning. I was like, man, I don't want I don't, God, I don't want I got to text Tatum. I got to tell her that. And can you just tell her for me, you know, beforehand? And then they're all praised up. They're ready to go. They're ready to, they're ready to get in it. Or, or you know, I, I, and you guys, I, I thought you guys were going to be gone somewhere. And then I came in today and I was like, oh, praise Jesus. You guys are here. You know, and I'm like, I was like, man, because, you know, then they, they may have to go. And I mean, I had all this. Do you all ever have battles like that in the morning when you go to go to church? 
most of the time it's, you know, it's only Sunday morning when you go to go to church or Wednesday night. It's like, nah, I don't feel like I'm tired. I don't want to. But I had that battle and I was like, I didn't want to change. It's a new thing. But they're going to have some visitors and they may not. They're going to come in and go, this is weird. No, it's, it's not weird because who says church can't have the message first? Come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden we can come in and begin to worship. And the, and the Lord said, I'm going to begin to open up the doors, not only the trading floor being open, but I'm going to begin to open up doors and pathways into their new place, into that new level. Perfect love. Say perfect love. I'm almost done. She said, God, did God really say? The enemy is whispering. Did God really say? The enemy is whispering, don't trust God. His way will hurt you. Amongst many other lies, warriors of God, cast down these lies. Cast down the vain imagination. That cast down means to throw it down. Throw it down. That thought that came in that said you weren't any good any longer or you believe what your fifth grade school teacher told you about that, you just cast that thing down because she didn't know. Right. Now, there are, other vain, there are other thoughts and imaginations that you need to hold on to. Amen? That one that said you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can become everything that God wants you to become. You can be excellent in areas. You can be great in areas. You can begin to move forward. You can get healing in areas. You can step over that speed bump that's there. You can climb that mountain. If that mountain needs to be climbed, you can go through the valley of the shadow of death. And God says he's going to be with you. There's those things that we need to continue to hold on to. Can I get an amen? Okay, the plane's up. We're coming about 10,000 feet. We're asking for permission to come down to 8,000, then 4,000. And we're about ready to land this this morning. Did God really say, what about those, those, those lies? You've got to cast those lies down, the vain imaginations that raise themselves up against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10.5. Demolish arguments. Feast, feast, feast. And don't stop feasting upon truth. The Lord is setting a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Somebody say it's time to eat. I think think one Sunday we're just going to come in here and put some tables in here and just feast. Amen? Y'all will be, anybody want, never mind. Y'all will be getting up going, I got to cut a close. I got to go have lunch. The Lord is setting a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Choose to align with fear, death, lies, putting trust in those things. Trusting in the Pharaoh or the ways of Egypt will lead to slavery again. God is wanting to lead us out into victory. And she put down here the what? The new thing. Everybody say new thing. That's the new era. He's doing, he is doing it, uh, excuse me, the new thing he's doing is requiring that we, the decision from us as God's people to continue to choose life through their surrender, trust, decree, yieldedness, and humility. Don't trust in what you've always known in the slave mentalities. (sighs) (sighs) Invite him in through your intimacy with him. Your total surrender, praying in the Spirit, renewing your mind with the Word to prepare you for the new that is upon you. The cry of however, whatever, whenever you want to show up. It has to be your way, Lord. Say that with me. Your way, Lord. Let's say it again. 
your way, Lord. See, a lot of times we try to get things figured out. We try to, we, we get it all planned out. And some of you are planners. You plan out your life. I got things planned out. I, I, I operate by lists. I got to have my lists. I, I just operate by lists. But there's times where all of a sudden God will mess up my plan. And some of those things I've got to learn to process differently and say, it's okay. How many of you know a heart attack in the middle of what you were going through was not convenient? I didn't have time for that, Lord. <laughs> Are you with me? Health issues, those different things. And, and all of a sudden, you, you, those things come in and we've got to, we've got to make, we've got to make adjustments in surrendering to the Lord. He says, renewing your mind with the word and prepare you for a new that is upon you. However, cry, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to show up has to be your way, Lord, is going to be positioning you in new places that you have never imagined. God's decree, trust me, say that. Everybody, say that. Trust me. Trust me. Hold on to me. Let me be God, and I am leading you to a new level. Say new level. A new level of what? A new level of what? What else? A new level of freedom. A new level of positioning. A new level of abundant life. This is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God in His ways and then simply embracing Him and what He does. God promise, God's promise arrives as a pure gift. We're not going to go to Romans 4.16, but you have a homework assignment. I want you to look up Romans 4.16. In the message translation, some of y'all are sneaking that homework assignment now. I know you guys. I know you guys like, you know, you're like, you're on the, you're on your phone right now doing, you know, message translation 419. And by the time I walk out, you'll be going, you ever done that in school or in college? You're like, you know, teacher gives you an assignment. And by the time you walk out of class, like I got that one, you know what I mean? Or they, she says, you got to turn it in in a week. And the very next day you come back, you're like, I did that last night. You know, I did that last night. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. that that's good. You will not be disappointed. Listen, I can feel the Spirit of God begin to settle in on this. You will not be disappointed. I'm going to have the praise and worship team come up, if you will. You will not be disappointed by the new thing. The new thing God is doing. He's leading you out with joy and peace, Isaiah 55, into a, hey, I like it, a new level of what? A new level of maturity. What else? A new level of what? Strength. A new level of what? Joy. Anybody need some maturity? That's the perfecting of the saints. That word perfect, when you look it up in the Greek, it literally means maturing. It's a maturing, becoming to a, a full mature. Jesus matured. He actually went through a process of maturation. He began to mature into the things of God. He says he has favor with God and man. That's that, that's that maturing. It's a perfecting of the saints. It's that perfecting that's taking place. A new, a new level of, of maturing. Now is the time to prepare. Say prepare. Here we go. We are now descending to 4,000 feet. Do not fall asleep. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you right now. <laughs> talking about you right now. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. The awakening of the new day is upon us. And as God's people, he's calling us to be ready, prepared, our lamps full of oil. Anybody understand about the lamps full of oil? And found ready. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness 
and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8. Your destiny in moving into the double portion place of positioning in the new is upon you. The king of glory is coming, but we must make room for him. No agenda, no box that he has to fit into. No agenda. Whatever way he chooses to come and move, we cry out, come, Lord Jesus. Cry out with me, come, Lord Jesus. And we live as the mature saints, and we know that this is this call to the deeper yieldedness and surrender is setting us up to see his goodness and glory demonstrated in ways we have never imagined. Angels of increase. I saw in the surrender, in the yielding, in the bowing low, angels of increase appearing all along the Lord's pathway for individuals and move from his spirit upon the earth. Increase will abound all around. I think that's the master of rap. Increase will abound all around. But there must be an alignment of the heart in the right posture for his increase. He won't be bound. He won't be bound by man's plans and his amazing glory, power, and kindness is going to be demonstrated in a new season, in the new era. It's, it's profound ways restoring the awe back into the church. I don't think the way you think, the way you work isn't the way I work, God decrees. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the, what, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as the rain and the snow descend from the skies, go back into uh, and, and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They will do the work I sent them to do. They, they'll complete the assignment that I gave them. That's Isaiah 55, 8, verse 11. Embrace my way. It's leading you into a new glorious, new joy-filled day. Come on, somebody. It's a, it's a new time. Say, it's a new time. It's a new time. It's a new season. If I will, I'm just, if it's okay, I'm just going to have them bring up their tithes during the time. Listen, the trading floor is still open. You have something that you want to share? Um, come on. Come on up here. Absolutely. I want you to, to release this. When the floor opened and people responded because they were led by the Spirit, I heard in the Spirit a great stone being rolled away. And, and through the years... I know what that means. That means there are things locked away, and now by the Spirit of God, they've had to move so they can be released. And so I see, I assume it was the Lord, enter this place, and it's greatly illuminated. I mean, it's so brilliant. You can't hardly, it's like looking at the sun. You can't look and distinguish But I see there's a great table in this place. It's like a bank vault. Vaults are places that are secure, and they hold things of great worth. And even now, in this place, there has been held things in reserve for such a time as this.
And even as you were led by the Spirit, and you yielded, and you submitted, those things which were held in that secure place are being released. And so the angels gathered up those things which had been carved in stone. They had been recorded and they had been held secure for such a time as this. And even as it made the transition, those things which were engraved and guarded, held in that secure place. As they made the transference from that high place into the earth realm. They transformed into scrolls. And over everyone in this house and within the hearing of my voice, those scrolls are there suspended by faith, by accord. These are things of breakthrough and destiny of positioning and treasure, things you have cried out for. These are things that are bound with the cords of God's love. And it is now time because you answered the call. You yielded to the leading of the Spirit. And in essence, you said, yes, Lord, to the next phase in the new era because even now again I say in my kingdom all things are done by faith and for those that will reach up and by faith take hold of the scroll that hangs over your head and with a little tweak you break the cord And now that which was suspended from heaven is truly delivered into your hand, into your keeping. And so that which was procured by the blood of Christ way back when is now delivered to you. And so by faith receive, put that thing to your mouth and devour. Because that which you take in by faith will now come into the fullness of your being. Every seed, cell, and molecular structure of your being now absorbs because you chose by faith to do a supernatural act. Your natural mind can't understand it. Don't even try. Just operate in the things of the Spirit and receive by faith. Because it's your time of release. It's your time of renewal. It's your time of prospering. It is your time. Because you are kingdom ambassadors. You are positioned. You are delegated. You are anointed. You are knighted for the service of the king. So even this day, rise up because you're seated in that heavenly place with Christ. You're not down under the rug. You are seated highly. That's who you are. And so today, devour that scroll. It's a supernatural thing 
And once you do it, know your present, your future. It's coming around to meet you. The horizon is coming to you. It's your time of acceleration. So even now, I speak a release in the name of Jesus. Yahshua. Thank you.